Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Oh, is the world over yet? I don't know how it can be any possibly worse. Uh, <laughs> the I had a weird interaction with a cop, and I only say he was a cop because he clearly outed himself as a cop this week. I was... Uh, <laughs> Riding my bike to a protest way on the south side, but I was actually, you know, as I was riding, I was downtown and never ride my bike on the sidewalk, right? Because you just, it's for walking, not for riding bikes, right? Riding the street, bicycle's a vehicle. But I happened to be on the sidewalk because I was at this point where you have to get on the sidewalk in order to cross this crosswalk to get across uh, Lakeshore Drive, which is a 10-lane wide <coughs> surface highway that cuts off the city from the waterfront. So for like the last block, I was on the sidewalk to get to this crosswalk to get across there. And uh, this guy's walking his dog, and at the last second as I'm about to pass him on the left, not going fast, I'm going like three miles an hour, uh, the dog lurches out in front of me, doesn't see me, and I come to a dead stop in order to not run over this this dumbass's dog <laughs> and I even said like pardon me or excuse me or something you know like not like excuse me but like oh hey pardon me you know like mm-hmm. and he waits until I'm almost out of earshot and and then I hear him go you're not supposed to be on the sidewalk with that bike and I stopped I come to a dead stop again and I go I turn and I go what did you say to me and he goes it's illegal to ride a bike on the sidewalk and i said dude i'm only here because i have to cross this crosswalk because it's the only place you can cross and no it's not illegal to ride a bike on the sidewalk i mean not you know it's not a good idea but you yeah it's not legal and he goes uh actually it's a ticketable offense and that's when i knew he was a fucking cop because no <laughs> nobody says that shit yeah says the word ticketable offense and he had some like he was, you know, plain clothes, but he had like some generic uh, gray sports shirt on, the kind you get from going to a fucking marathon or some bullshit. And it had like an American flag, like uh, logo on the arm of it, too, which mm-hmm. is just like, who would fucking wear that in their free time if they weren't a fucking cop, you know? Yeah. So, so I said to him, as I was just like, all right, whatever. And I said, take care of your dog, officer. And he goes, Fuck you, suck a dick. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Total fucking cop energy right there. Yeah, I was going to say, that's when you really knew he was a cop at the end. <laughs> exactly. It's saying take care of your dog officer, and that's triggering to you. <laughs> like, oh, that poor right. dog. That poor dog must have gotten fucking oh, beaten on the way home. I should have ran over that fucking dog and put it up its fucking misery. But yeah, just saved him from a life of... A life of perpetual casual abuse, abuse. Yeah. <laughs> from a guy who wants people to go suck dicks if they're uh, considerate to animals. 
shit. Well, uh, speaking of cops, we should mention Kamala uh, because there was some Kamala news this week. Uh, you know, she was doing. Uh, she's been doing a lot of like you know like press conferences and kind of media appearances because you know they're doing everything they can to hide the actual presidential candidate uh, behind closed doors since she's going to be the real president once he you know gets elected. Um, so she was doing an event and she said she was like just you know doing her spiel and she said you know in a harris administration and then paused and then said with joe biden you know (laughs) a total like freudian slip of like you know obviously obviously it's not just like wishful thinking they're telling they're saying these things behind closed doors they're referring to it as the harris administration behind closed doors for her to just casually drop that in a you know, in an answer during during a uh, a Zoom thing, um, and then and then Biden, like a day or two later, uh, when he was talking, casually said something about like uh, you know in a Harris and Biden administration, uh, and it's just like they, they fucking they're they're not even like trying to pretend anymore. Like like this isn't fucking you know weekend at Bernie's with with Joe Biden's corpse to get Kamala over the finish yeah, line. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Yoko Ono, uh, and somebody's opening up for her called John Lennon, apparently. Never heard of him before, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's the way things get billed, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's just... It's, just, it's, it's kind of hilarious, and they're also doing a full-court press on, like, trying to make Kamala relatable. Like, there's that... that video of her coming off the 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 airplane with the wearing the timberlands and everyone's like oh my god you know my my future president wears tims or whatever and you realize like where this video started it was like her like press secretary and her and like biden's like like media court like it's just so fucking sad and obvious and they're doing the exact same shit that they did in 2016 with fucking Pokemon go to the polls and having Hillary on broad city and having fucking the, you know, having Hillary do a dab on the Ellen shit. Like it's just so fucking pathetic. And this it reaches nobody and impresses nobody. You know, Joe Biden uh, yesterday or maybe even been this morning went to some like Latinos for Biden and Harris, uh, press conference and he gets up to the podium and he starts playing Despacito on his cell phone into the microphone and like bobbing his head as if he's like, you know, what? super. Yeah. How, do you no, even I, know, how, do he, how did Biden figure out how to play a song on I, his cell phone? That's, that's what I really was impressed by. I was like, you know, this is maybe like a low key like, being like, look, he's got some cognitive to function to do that. <laughs> like, I guarantee okay. you this was like a 40 minute fucking training backstage. Like, all right, we're going to put it on your phone. All you're going to do is press this button here and press this little play button. Do not touch another button, Joe. Just please, for the love of God. <laughs> and he still was like, all right, hold on a hilarious. second. Here's fiddling. With it. <laughs> you know? oh, um, God. It's so, so cringe, though. Yeah. I, I mean, with 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 Hillary Clinton, at least it was like her ambitions seemed yeah you could like tell it's it her naked ambitions uh-huh. right but with kamala it's like she doesn't have any of that it just feels like she is a puppet and she's just this empty vessel and she's being thrust out there uh as though she was you know like the slightly less white version of hillary clinton uh but she just like she doesn't have any of like the instincts to do any of this i mean hillary no, had she's terrible, terrible instincts but at least she 
had them, right? Kamala's just like, I'll do whatever you tell me to. She's a <laughs> like, terrible no. politician. It's the fact that she's a cop. Like, Hillary, for all of her horribleness, was never a cop. So there's that extra added layer of, of just, like, lack of human empathy or decency that I think Kamala has where <clears throat> she can't even pretend to be human, unlike where Hillary, you know, could occasionally pretend to, you know, not be a fucking lizard person. I really think that's why like they and they know she's never going to win an election for a, a national election Kamala. So this is the only way they're going to sneak her onto the ticket is by having her be VP and thrusting her into the presidency and then they'll hope that she's popular enough to, you know, win on her own, but she she would never win a fucking primary if it wasn't for this. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's the thing is like we've talked about this several times how you know, we're, we're guilty of this too. That we forgot, like how badly she did in the primary, and how she, you know, dropped out three months before the the first caucus. <laughs> oh, pardon me. I am congested. I am congested, and I I swear to God, like I'm having allergies to like the air quality right now because, as we oh, all yeah. know, like the entire West Coast is on fire. And uh, just, I think it was like two days ago, was the first day where like the the, the smoke in the, the air reached the, smoke, yeah. the Midwest and the West Coast. You're out in Connecticut. West I'm in Coast, Chicago. Yeah. And you can like just look at the sun, right, uh, uh, by about like 4 p.m. and just see like the outline, the edge of the you sun. You can look at the sun without, not having, to, without having to look away. It's insane. Right. Like, and there hasn't yesterday. been a cloud in the sky the last couple of days. There hasn't been any clouds, but you can just see the haze in the air. And like once the sun gets low enough, you can see like there's a layer. There's a layer of fucking soot in in the air, right? And it's like it's definitely affecting my allergies right now. Oh, I, can tell you that. I mean, my throat has been like itchy for fucking two days, and I'm like. I know I'm not sick. I've been wearing it. You know, I haven't, yeah. you know, interacted with anyone without a mask. But it's, it's, and you know, they're like, oh, well, it's high in the air. It won't affect you. But I, I it, there's no way that it doesn't, you know, to some degree drift down and affect the air quality. It absolutely and, does. And if you if look you at can, a map. If you can see it, you can breathe it. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm 2,500 miles away from these fires. You're probably 3,000 3, miles away from yeah. these fires. And you're hearing the effects of it on the show right now as I'm struggling to breathe. So I can't even imagine for our, our friends on the West Coast how fucking impossible it is just to exist right now, you know, just to live in yeah. your house and not well, inhale this fucking poison that's in the air. I lived out there. I lived out there for a while, and I saw some forest fires up close. I got stuck between a couple of them one time um, in the mountains in Idaho. Um, but it was like every time I would fly, you know, back home from yeah. the West Coast, uh, you would always see smoke trails of forest fires that was just like an like a given thing but you know it was like oh there's one there and like an hour later you'd see another one over there and um you know usually they got put out now it's just oh it's it's the whole thing that all of it's on fire all the cascades are on fire all the sierra fucking shit's on fire at the same time and what's our climate plan what's joe biden's climate plan like does it have a name Maybe it's, carbon it's, neutral by 2050 <laughs> when, right. we're all, when we'll all be dead from fucking... And what does carbon neutral mean? It just means that we'll still have fossil fuels, but we'll plant some trees. I mean, good yeah. luck with that once all the fucking soil's gone after you let it all burn down. There, there uh, are big companies that are quote-unquote carbon neutral now that say, that oh, we do carbon offsets and 
blah, blah, blah. And yet, meanwhile, they're still pumping fucking carbon and methane into the atmosphere. Exactly. Exactly. It's greenwashing. It's greenwashing. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's, everyone's like, oh, we need to elect Joe Biden so we can re-sign the Paris Climate Accord. What does the <laughs> Paris Climate Accord say? Uh, is it going to uh, cap emissions or reduce emissions? No. The Paris Climate Accord is only the agreed-upon rate at which carbon emissions will continue to increase. Yeah. That is what the Paris Climate Accord is. And it's is. non-binding, so, and it's a recommendation. It's not even... Yeah. It's, it's just such masturbation. It was like, oh, we, we all agreed to do nothing. <laughs> all right, sold. And, and Biden, but again, this is how stupid some people are, is that Biden will still sell it, and people will still believe it. He's like, you know, and we're, on day one, we're going to get back in the Paris Climate Accords, Jack, because that's, you know, that's we, we should have never left the Paris Climate Accords, and, and, and Trump is wrong. And, and like people are like, oh, yeah, he's, he loves the environment. It's like... He's literally saying, I'm going to do nothing just like Trump is doing. Like, I'm going to do nothing more than what Trump is currently doing, which is nothing. Or, you know, negative things. Yeah. It, it's Remember just, when Obama said he was going to put uh, solar panels back on the roof of the White House? Uh, and he couldn't even do that. Yep. He couldn't even do that. <laughs> Who put them up? Jim, Jimmy Carter put them on there originally? Yeah, Carter put them up. Reagan tore them down because fuck free energy why like even beyond the this is how stupid conservatives are and how fuck what fucking like little piss babies they are is like even beyond like it's just it's all about optics to them none of it's actually about fiscal responsibility or you know saving money it's like yeah okay so even if you don't like green energy or you don't want to expand it because your fossil fuel fuckwads that you know pay for your campaign it was like free energy for the place so like why would you go out of your way to tear it down and you know, put back in dirty energy, but it's just the fucking. Ooh, I'm not going to have a shitload know. of money from the fossil fuel companies. Yeah, exactly. To make sure that we, uh, you know, what, what did Obama do? He uh, increased oil production by forty percent and said, "Hey, uh, that was me. I'm, I'm the guy that, <laughs> you know, that U.S. number one oil producer in the world. That was me. So, uh, you know, you're welcome, people." He right. literally said that in right. a fucking post-presidency uh, like conversation where you probably got paid in a, a stunning clip for 20 minutes that was played round the clock on Rachel Maddow's for all obviously obviously I mean that would be national yeah. news for like a week and a half like people would be talking about that right no oh no 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 nobody played it other than the independent media really weird and this Ugh, is you know fuck. it's just it's always like I, I I tell this stuff to people you know and they're like what are you talking about uh-huh. Obama bragging about increasing oil production. What are you delusional? Like it's on the fucking internet. Look it up. Watch it. This is who they are. You know. I mean, it, Kamala Harris. I wanted to circle back to her for a second here. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone. Everyone's like, oh, she'd be the uh, somebody on fucking our goddamn Facebook page said Kamala Harris is the closest thing to a tanky in the entire U.S. Senate. I'm like, do you know what the fuck that word means? Do you have any concept of... No, clearly. Like, tanky just means, like, somebody on the left to this person. Were they saying that as a right-winger or as, like, a positive? Like, they were, like, happy that she would be, like, a a positive... Yeah, they were saying the issue... They were like, it's the best you're going to get. I'm like, A... Bernie's in the Senate too, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, and Ed Markey's uh, fucking further to the left of her, even though he's you know not great on everything. Like there's there's, I would say half the fucking Senate is probably to the left of her to some degree, even though they're all fucking terrible. And, do you know what the fuck the word the tanky means? It doesn't just mean yeah. somebody on the left. It that no, it means, means like something like specific. like communist, you know, specific communist regime. Yeah, 
state communist <laughs> regimes. But yeah, it, it's preposterous. It's fucking preposterous. But so just so just dumb. to you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess if if your definition of tanky is just being authoritarian, then uh, <laughs> well, sure, yeah, no. <laughs> Because uh, I just I wanted to go through a list of some of Kamal Harris's record here and, and kind of detail some of the stuff that we haven't touched on before because we've you know we've played like the clip where she uh, uh, you know laughs about Mocks. yeah uh, you know threatening to jail the parents of, of truant school children and. Uh, you know, mocks teachers that want to defund the police and defund prisons and build more schools, you know, mocks them uh, and does like, you know, like a high pitched voice and pretends to be holding a picket sign because she has nothing but contempt for union teachers. Um, but it, it just just to go through some of this stuff, uh, I had an, uh, little bits of articles here. One of them first here headline Kamala Harris disagrees, disagrees with statewide police body camera regulations. It was dated as uh, May 27, 2015. Joining fellow law enforcement officials Wednesday, California Attorney Kamala Harris said she doesn't believe there should be statewide standards regulating the use of body cameras worn by police officers. Quote, I, as a general matter, believe that we should invest in the ability of law enforcement leaders to specify reasons. All right, so basically just going along with over the police team said... And said, you know, we want individual departments to decide if they want to use cameras or not. Which states' rights? Yeah, it, it, it's it like again, <laughs> if if you leave the choice up to them, if they can choose to not have them or have them, or choose when they turn them on or turn them off, if you allow them to regulate themselves, they will do whatever it is that gets, lets them get away with shit. And she knows that. She fucking knows that. So to be the state attorney general and say, I don't support a statewide body camera program <clears throat> means that she's on the side of letting cops get away with murdering people and having no evidence of it is what that means. Right. Yeah. So uh, let's see. I got another one here. <sighs> uh, Kamala Harris uh, opposed to reforming California's three strikes law, which is the only one in the country to impose life sentences for minor felonies and infractions that overwhelmingly, uh, let's see, uh, incarcerates black people at 12 times the rate as white people. 12 times the rate as white people in California. You think California is a progressive blue state? You know, like automatic, like that doesn't mean shit. Like progressive blue state just means, uh, you know, uh, capitalism with a D next to it, right? So, um, official 2020 Democratic, oh, no, sorry, that was another part here. And jump back up. So, yeah, she was opposed to that. Uh, Kamal Harris uh, stopped the release of Daniel Larson, serving 27 years to life after being wrongfully convicted of possession of a knife under a three-strikes law she supported. When, the civil, uh, when a civil rights group and nearly 100,000 petition signatures got him released after 14 years, she took him back to court again for a crime he didn't commit. Uh, this was, let's see, the California Innocence Project picked up his case in 2002 and wrangled with state and appellate courts until 2008 when a federal judge decided to hear their last-ditch habeas corpus petition. Larson's attorneys produced two witnesses who were never introduced in his original trial. Uh, the witnesses say they saw another man throw the knife under a car. The man, uh, or that was enough for the district judge to overturn Larson's <clears throat> conviction 
in 2010 on the basis that his first trial attorney was incompetent and violated Larson's constitutional rights. Uh, the state attorney general's office appealed the decision, that's Kamala, and Larson waited, for, uh, waited in prison for the next legal step. His attorney argued Larson should not be kept in prison waiting for uh, appeals process, especially after his conviction was overturned. But the state attorney general, uh, the state attorney general's office again, was Kamala, um, said that Larson. Uh, I lost my place here. Sorry, my font is way too small, so I'm like losing my place <laughs> as I'm trying to read this here. So, so basically, like this guy was found to be innocent, uh, wrongfully convicted, had already spent, you know, what what was it? Some fourteen years. Yeah, after fourteen years. Oof. And Kamala Harris was like, "No, we're gonna take you. We're gonna make sure that you can't leave. Like yeah, you've been found innocent. Yeah. Uh, like, what? What is your fucking priority? You know, you're opposed to marijuana legalization. You support the death penalty. And this guy, who clearly didn't get a fair trial, uh, you're like, oh, well, uh, we're gonna appeal that. And also, while we're appealing that decision, we're not gonna let you out. Is, not is only what her she, office did. Yeah. And not only does she support the death penalty." When it was actually uh, eliminated, you know, for a time in California, she appealed to have and sued to have it reinstated. So she could have just, as the AG said, you know, like, because now she claims that she doesn't personally support it or she'll claim that she, you know, she's not in favor of it. Um, if she really didn't want, you know, if she didn't support the death penalty, um, but, you know, her excuse is always, well, I'm the attorney general. And I need to act, you know, in the, in the way that my constituents want me to act. Um, if she didn't personally support it, she could have just said, oh, well, you know, I, I, uh, you know, unfortunately it was, it was, uh, it was vote, it was voted that it, uh, no longer is constitutional and can't, uh, continue. And I'm not going to do anything about it because that's what the legislature decided. No, she went out of her way to try to preserve the death penalty because she's a fucking punitive psychopath who wants to fucking punish people because she is, Again, she's a psychopath. Like, she's a fucking lunatic who just has punitive, you know, cop-like thinking on every major societal issue. Um, and it comes out in all of these speeches we hear, you know, that, that she probably doesn't want people to hear now. Like, we that we were talking about, about, you know, how she jokes about people wanting to build more schools and less jails and, you know, wanting to jail the parents of truant cops. She's a fucking lunatic. Like, this is who and she is. And then she lies about smoking weed herself back in college uh, and then got caught lying about, like, listening to fucking Snoop Dogg Oh, like when Tupac. she was listening to Tupac in 1987 when, when he never back released a fucking he was an actual recording artist somehow yeah. and yeah. thinks that that's going to resonate with, with young black voters. Like, like <laughs> the one thing I love about, uh, oh God, what's the name of the, the show that she was on when she said that? The Breakfast, Breakfast Club? Club? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Is that those people fucking know the shit. They know yeah. things. And it's clearly that she doesn't know any of that shit. She, she's just like, uh, whatever, whatever Ian Sams told her about hip hop is all she fucking knows. <laughs> right. So yeah, that, that racial genius, Ian's the, the fucking <sighs> whitest human being alive, Ian Sams, who, what was his Hawaii tweet? <laughs> was he, like... he was, he tweeted, it was my favorite, my single favorite tweet of 2016. I share this all the time. Ian Sams, who Kamala Harris <clears throat> uh, hired as her national press secretary. Mm -hmm. This was like the voice of her campaign was this bald white guy that tweeted out in 2016. He said, did Bernie Sanders just call Hawaii the most diverse state? It's only 2% black. 
<laughs> I shit you not. Unreal. This is how incompetent the people that are the head of the Democratic Party are. And this is why they're going to fucking lose. Yep. Uh, Donald Trump got up on a, on a podium this week and said, Joe Biden doesn't know he's alive. <laughs> and you cannot argue that Donald Trump was wrong when he said that. You know what's amazing? In, in, in that clip, like, Trump really fucking lays it on thick um, to Biden. It, it, Trump is, is so incoherent so often that when he actually is like... On like whenever it comes to like insulting Biden or insulting Hillary, he really can like he turns on the ketamine, you know, like it's really it, it, Joe Biden is going to get eaten alive in this fucking debate that they have coming up, I think, in a, a, a week or two. I think it's I think it's the 29th. Um, it's it just it's so bizarre. His he just has this innate ability to fucking, uh, you know, polit- to destroy his political opponents when he's when he has to, you know. Be, get up on stage and be a fucking clown, you know, be an entertainer, basically. And again, the Democrats just have no fucking answer for that. And the only answer for that would have been somebody like Bernie who wouldn't take his bullshit and wouldn't get all like, oh, oh well, how can you say that to me? Like, that's what that's what almost every one of these fucking Democrats, their response is just, you know, well, look how uncivil uh, President Trump is and look what a look what a, you know, a monster he is and look how how impolite he is. But people like watch that and they're like, oh, no, this guy's fucking funny. Like, why? You know, what, what am I going to be all like holier than now and stuck up about it? And again, this is what, why the Democrats will never understand why they can't get non rabid, you know, supporters to vote for them, why they can't get people who aren't tried and true Democrats will vote for the Democrats no matter, you know, which Henry Kissinger light candidate they put up. It's just, this is again, they'll never win with independent voters until they can fucking get a candidate that actually knows how to talk to real people who aren't their, you know, their, their fucking DC, New York, LA buddies. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump, uh, is, I think it's fair to say is a fucking monster, but uh, when he tells enough of the truth that resonates with, you know, independent voters, they gravitate towards him. You know, even though he's got this like complete Dennis Hopper and Blue Valentine, <laughs> Frank Booth energy <laughs> when he comes out on stage, where he's like he looks like he's just fucking huffed a bunch of whatever always sweating constantly just yeah, pouring just, sweat. Oh, did you see the clip where like a piece of fucking cocaine fell out of his nose? Yeah, oh, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> it might have just been a snot rocket, but it was nasty looking. Whatever it was, oh, it just flew just, right just out. D- disgusting human being all around. Yeah, um, just a d- but, but here's person. the thing: uh, half this country is made up of disgusting human beings with terrible instincts and just like terrible politics and just the most hateful, awful people. I'd argue maybe I, even I, more I feel than like, half. But yeah. yeah, like this is this might be a good place to play that uh, the clip of the people at the no mask protest yeah no I, i'm gonna play it but i do want to mention real quick about trump while we're on it did you watch any of his uh he had a town hall last night like in an indoor town hall with like people asking him questions uh do you didn't manage to catch that right I, I think it was no i was i was doing other stuff so, but uh no i missed that. it so it's so it was it was mostly a train wreck and like his answers were terrible like this one woman you know, talked about uh, how her mother, her mother died recently of breast cancer. She, she had an accent, like she, she was from 
Guatemala, I think, but she was a citizen and her mother was trying to become a citizen. And the woman's question was like about how, you know, how he's going to make it easier for people to become citizens. And like, he does this thing where he's pretending to be empathetic, but it's clear he's not listening to what the, like, because it's not about him. So he zones out. And, mm. and he started talking about COVID and the response to COVID, like implying that her mother died of COVID, even though she was just saying like, my mother died last month of breast cancer. Like, but so it was a train wreck, but there was this one moment where he was talking about Iraq and he went on for like 10 minutes about what a fucking like and, and managed to sound like I know he's full of shit or, you know, he's whatever, but he managed to sound earnest about like, you know, and, you know, it was like the biggest, biggest foreign policy we've ever made. Um, a mistake we've ever made in my lifetime was going into Iraq. You know, we, we and, and he said, and by the way, to, uh, Chuck Todd, I think, or whoever the fuck was the, the moderator. And he's like, and by the way, you know, uh, Iraq didn't attack us on 9-11. You know, we're, you know we, were, we were just talking about 9-11, but Iraq didn't attack us on 9-11. And we went over there, and a lot of people died. And, you know, I have to. And he went on for like 10 minutes, and I'm like, this Joe Biden will never, this, and, he, and he knows this, I think, instinctively. Joe Biden's biggest weakness is that he can never admit that he was wrong for anything. He's even said as much. He's like, I will never, you know, I, I, I have never apologized for anything I've ever done. It was, was almost a direct quote of Joe Biden's this year. Um, but Joe Biden cannot ever say anything remotely close to what Donald Trump just said, which was significantly to the left of what Joe Biden's ever said about the Iraq war. And this is, again, why Joe Biden is going to fucking lose, because he can't admit that he was has a shitty record, that he's made shitty decisions his entire political career. And Donald Trump just has to say that once on stage, and Joe Biden is going to fucking try to move to the right of him to defend his vote on the Iraq war. And you know what that's going to do? It's going to make anyone even remotely left who fucking isn't completely brain poisoned about the fucking Bush administration say... What the fuck is he doing? Like, why? Why would he say that? Like, if, why is he letting Donald Trump, you know, take the take the left wing position on the Iraq War and the correct position on the Iraq War, and he's still defending it? Like, why would I vote for this guy? So, Trump knows that he doesn't have to win over the left. He just needs to divide the. He just needs to drive the wedge between the left of the party and the center right uh, coalition that Biden is trying to build, which is fucking pathetic because it's you know a 10 percent of the population fucking coalition but i i really think that like this is such terrible strategy on his part it is insane you know we talked last week how biden is saying uh that he wants to you know completely tone deaf like way to read the room asshole biden's out there saying he wants to increase funding for the police Mm -hmm. not defund the police um, because, you know, where are the kids at? Where are the youth vote at? Clearly want more cop funding. Uh, yep. Zoomers and millennials love those police departments. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I, I ran a Twitter poll about a month ago, and it got 4,912 votes. <laughs> uh, and this was, you know, significant sample size, almost 5,000 votes. Uh, and I, I asked... Who's got your vote this November? Trump, Pence, Biden, Harris, or burning down police precincts? <laughs> <laughs> Trump, Pence got 4.8%. Biden, Harris got 13.1%. Uh, burning down police stations got 82.1% out of almost 5,000 votes. <laughs> so 
uh, you know, I mean, it's yeah, did it for fun, did it as a joke, but like literally, uh, this is this is the they year pulled we it like sixty like, percent okay. nationally in an actual legitimate poll. Like people supported that Minnesota uh, precinct getting burnt down. Remember that? Like when it came out, like uh, right yeah, after no, the. Yeah, no, it was. They, it's unreal. I mean, what, it wasn't like specifically. Do you support burning down police precincts? It was like, do you support uh, the current protests as they currently exist, including rioting, looting, and, and burning uh, down. You know, burn, Yeah. So it was. It was kind of broadly scoped. But still, um, I mean, you think that yeah, would scare away the streets, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, you've got 80, 80 what percent of the Democratic Party that supports Medicare for all uh, and the Green New Deal. And Nancy Pelosi basically says, fuck you. Uh, it's the Green New Dream or whatever. As her um, state looks like fucking Blade Runner 2049 because of the, the, the raging the fucking, wildfires. I wanted to read the, the, the opening preamble of the Democratic Party's official party platform because it's literally written by someone from the CIA. It, this is. I want to read this text here. This is the. Uh-huh. Okay. This is the. This is the fucking preamble of the Democratic Party, who's supposed to be opposed to Donald Trump. And tell me if you think this sounds like it's opposed to Donald Trump here. America is an idea. Oh, fuck, I can't even stand the first fucking four words. America is an idea. <laughs> fucking goddamn Pete Buttigieg bullshit. The, there's that fucking that Pete Buttigieg uh, like random platitude generator where <laughs> yeah, just like just randomly. Makes up fucking Aaron Sorkin goddamn nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Motivational nonsense. (laughs) So here we go. America is an idea, one that has endured and evolved through war and depression, prevailed over fascism and communism. (laughs) Seriously. And radiated (laughs) hope to far distant corners of the earth. Yeah, uh, all that all that hope we radiated uh, when we fucking bombed a million people to death in Iraq. Hey guys, remember when we prevailed over fascism and communism in World War Two? <laughs> remember yeah. that? Thank, oh, thank wait, God we did all the heavy lifting against the Nazis. Uh, oh, wait, told no, communism actually defeated Nazism. Weird. Um, <sighs> Americans believe that uh, diversity is our greatest strength. Again, hire more women soldiers. Yeah. Uh, that. Protest is among the highest forms of patriotism, that our fates and fortunes are bound to rise and fall together, that even when we fall short uh, of our highest ideals, we never stop trying to build a more perfect union. When, uh, when the American people, I haven't, this is like, my notes are, this is from a while ago, so it's all, mm-hmm. somehow like the text got fucked up, so I'm winging it here. Uh, when the American people go to the polls this fall, we will be choosing more than a candidate. Character is on the ballot this election. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> character is on the ballot this election. Uh, which, which character? Like what? <laughs> like, well, and, and again, this this is exactly the fucking strategy they tried in 2016. This was the entire marketing around Hillary because they couldn't talk about anything that she was supporting because she didn't support any fucking policies. So it was all characters on the ballot. Donald Trump is 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 mean and and he's vulgar and look at how are you going to let your kids you know <clears throat> listen to the president if he talks this way and how did that fucking work out for you how did that fucking work out seriously because <laughs> like, nobody gives a fuck about the way donald trump talks they want to know am i going to be able to survive am i going to have a better job am i going to get a better wage am i going to be able to you know feed my family am i going to have health care they don't give a fuck about how the president talks they, they don't give a they fuck can't about even- like, fucking mention 
the, the, the candidate, they can't mention Joe Biden, even in the preamble here. They mention <laughs> the president, but not the person running against the president, because they know that he's a fucking terrible candidate. So they pretend as though, you know, w- w- what really we're w- voting for is, you know, the fabric of America itself, because it closes out here. Uh, it says, character is on the ballot this election. The character of our president, yes. But more than that, the character of our democracy, our society, and our leadership in the world. That's, that's literally the fucking official 2020 Democratic Party platform. I can't believe Rashida preamble. didn't want to vote for that. <laughs> it's so weird that she wouldn't want to support that. Oh, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> American and exceptionalist fucking nonsense. It's just, a, it's like, oh no, our place in being a, a leader in being a bully to the world is being shaken. Uh, oh no, we, we're not at war with Korea anymore. We finally, like, you know, moved from armistice to peace with North Korea. Like, oh, what a terrible idea. Oh, we're not, we're, you know, we're not proliferating the nuclear arms race enough now. We need to get back to doing that. We need to go back to uh, moving troops to the border in Poland like Obama yeah. did. That's that's the country we need to, you know. And occupying uh, parts of Germany because we need to still be in Germany for some reason. What the fuck? Seriously. And again, and like this uh, is fucking Trump was on yeah. TV this week bragging, bragging about all the Democrats, all the liberals that said he was going to start World War Three. He was going to start another fucking war. And he's like, where's the war I was supposed to start? He literally said that. Where's this war I was supposed to have started? And, and it's like no one can fucking say anything about it because he didn't. By this time in his presidency, Barack Obama was bombing four more countries than George Bush was. He ended up with, I think, about eight countries total by the end of his presidency. Yeah. It's just, and how you know, many more countries are we bombing? Uh, and who now? knows how many we're bombing that we don't fucking get, like that we've been bombing that we'd have no idea about. But yeah, no, I mean, we haven't started any you know major bombing campaigns that we know of uh, in the time that Trump's been in office. And again, this is not defending him because he's a piece of shit about most things, but the Democrats have ceded this ground to him. They've ceded the left of their fucking, the left wing of their foreign policy, the left flank of their foreign policy to Donald Trump of all fucking people because they're a bunch of fucking CIA spooks. They're a bunch of fucking Amy McGrath. Did you see that fucking video Amy McGrath posted about how she was on on standby ready to shoot down one of the hijacked planes on 9-11, basically implying that that, you know... People were like, so wait, is she like tacitly admitting that she shot down United 93? <laughs> like, because it was obvious that they were, you know, that, that the fucking actual story on that's probably bullshit and that, you know, it was probably shot down along with whatever the hell happened to the Pentagon plane that supposedly, you know, it's it's just. Oh, yeah. The, the Pentagon plane that we've never seen footage of. <laughs> that we've never seen any kind of fuselage from whatsoever. They just uh, miraculously I mean, evaporated. and. Wouldn't have seen many many bits of that plane left, um, but still, like there was. But yeah, you know, but nothing. It, 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 I mean, it barely took a dent out of the fucking Pentagon. Like it was not a, you know, the the this, the hole in the Pentagon that it left was not a, a fucking massive explosion that would have burnt up the entirety of a of a plane wreckage sized, you know. Well, I mean, you know, airplanes hollow and it's fairly thin metal because it needs to be light in order to fly. But it's just it's it's like we were shown the footage of the planes hitting the World Trade Center ad nauseum 
over and over and over in the run-up to the war so that we all would know exactly why we were about to invade Afghanistan and Iraq. It stands to reason that if they had no problem showing that to the American public to make them, uh, you know, thirst for blood, that they would also show the one hit in the Pentagon. And for some reason, even though there was 80 different cameras that captured it, they were all confiscated. And I'm talking about not just this Pentagon cameras, security cameras, but like security cam footage from like gas stations that were nearby caught it on camera. Mm -hmm. And the FBI went to those gas stations and confiscated that footage. So, Hmm. I I mean, it's not like it's a, a fucking, you know, secret base that no one knows about like we all fucking know what the <laughs> pentagon is we all saw the footage of of what you know the big hole in the side of the building and you know and and shit burning and but to date they've only released that like five frame uh thing of like a little blur and then an explosion and it's like that really that was <laughs> that, okay that was a whole jet anyway not it's just because weird it's, yeah it's, it's just, just very, very odd very odd that they would want us to see it over and over and over and over when it hit the World Trade Center, but what the plane that hit the Pentagon, and I, I do believe it probably was the an actual jetliner that hit it, why would they not want us to see it? What what exactly did they not want us to see that for? <laughs> well, they didn't want to see the That's U.S. Air Force question. stamp on the side of it, so, you know, they, <laughs> they had to make sure that it wasn't a... Uh, no. Uh, well, all right, so we, we, we should briefly talk about that, because that was big in the discourse. Obviously, this was the... 19th anniversary, I think, of September 11th, this last week. Um, and a lot of the people online, you know, started up the kind of conspiracy discourse again. And I, I, I you know, I gotta be honest, I've always been fairly dismissive and not in like an, oh, that's disrespectful kind of way, but always in a, no, I mean, look, you know, we saw the planes hit, you know, and I, and I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't believe that fucking people flew planes into the tower, but, um, you know, I, I, I people have, convinced me to at least be open to the idea that we knew more about what was happening than potentially potentially that the you know the cia knew more about what was happening than let than they let on and you know maybe you know at worst it was allowed to happen to use as a justification for their you know new the new century's foreign policy going forward which was going to be perpetual warfare perpetual occupation in the Middle East without, you know, without any sign of letting up. Um, and I don't know if I believe that. I'm just saying I, it, it's not as far-fetched to me as it was, you know, five years ago. Put it that way. Mm. I, don't, I, yeah, I don't know well, how you feel. I mean, there was, there was a bunch of 9-11, or of, uh, 9/11 conspiracy theory movies that I've seen, uh, most of them more than 10, 12 years ago. And most of them are really poorly made documentaries, right? And they're positing uh, evidence that uh, doesn't hold up. Sure. And there's a, like a you know narrator saying like, "Oh, but what about this? Doesn't that make you wonder?" Like it's very like leading questions, you yeah. know, like leading the audience, right? And there's only like one or two really good points they actually make, right? And the other one is just uh, you know uh, the the ceiling that most commercial aircraft travels at is at least 30,000 feet up and they fly that high so that the air is so thin that they can travel at upwards of 500, 600 miles an hour. Right. And you can do that without a lot of turbulence because the air is thinner that high. Mm -hmm. Right. You can't do that low to the ground 
you can't fly a plane that big at five, six hundred miles an hour, uh, and and be able to control it. But those planes hit the towers going that fast, and allegedly were being flown by people who were not professional pilots, right? Or if they were, what pilot would ever fly a plane into a building, uh, even if you had a knife to their throat? They just wouldn't do it. You just mm-hmm. wouldn't fucking do that. So. That's the other question I have, is how is it possible to fly those planes so accurately to perfectly hit those buildings at their maximum speed at only, what, several hundred feet above sea level, where the atmosphere is thick enough that you cannot physically fly a plane uh, without massive turbulence? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and, you know, and I'm not... Uh defending it but like it, it it is possible that it was just an all-time fucking lucky you know you know there, there's some you know there's some chance that lee harvey oswald was the only shooter you know in the jfk <laughs> thing and he just had the best fucking oh, aim of all God. time and you know hit the fucking you know he was just able to mud- reload that rifle faster than <laughs> just has ever the, been done in the, the all-time fucking he was in the fucking pocket. He was in the zone. He just fucking... But, you know, who knows? I mean, who fucking knows? I, I think the more interesting thing is the kind of aftermath where the, the fucking CIA flew the Bin Laden family out of America. Like, all the all this little weird shit about, like, that we actually know about. And I, I think Michael Moore actually talked about this in Fahrenheit 9-11, like, in the, you know, back in 2003 or four, whenever that came out, um, about the weirdness around the the, the you know... The relationship that that the Cheneys had with the with the Bin Ladens and with the with the Saudi royal family and like all this shit and I, you know I lean to the I lean I come down on the side of like yeah it was probably you know it probably happened as described but with omissions like it happened but maybe the CIA knew that they were planning something and wasn't about to try to stop it because it would be really useful for their you know, the foreign policy hegemony that they wanted to build going forward. Of course. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just they thought that some unknown terrorists were going to do something. They oh, yeah. The no, they knew specifically. <laughs> they were being watched by the FBI and yeah. the CIA. We know now the CIA was not cooperating with the FBI in their, like, counterterrorism task force operations. Mm-hmm. They were withholding information from the FBI. And yeah. we know that now because of testimony, of congressional testimony, that the, the CIA deliberately yeah. withheld information from the FBI. There's a, a, a series I mentioned that was actually pretty good called The Looming Tower with uh, Jeff Daniels. And they go into quite a bit of detail about how much the CIA just, like, did not give a shit about the rule of law, did not give a shit about Shocker. being <clears throat> ordered to, to work with law enforcement, which mm-hmm. obviously the FBI is. Uh, and they they knew the names of every single one of these people. They were in the country legally, right? They, and they weren't just here <laughs> hanging out. They were being watched. They yeah. were being watched and allowed to do all the shit that they did. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so one of the... I posted this image on our Facebook page <laughs> that someone randomly found on Twitter. And it's of this, this girl, this poor teenage girl, holding her, like, sweet 16... Uh, birthday cake like she's, she's <laughs> and so in the in the background this. the tv is showing the towers on fire and she's like got this look <laughs> on her face like great birthday right <laughs> lol oh um, so bad so brutal and people were people posted some really fucking funny uh comments on it and like one person was like oh that's not 
that's that's not right to make jokes about 9-11. I was like, dude, it's been 20 years. We can totally fucking joke about it. Like, get get over it. But somebody posted, like, you know, basically mocking the right-wingers that say why we need statues of Confederate soldiers. Like, well, I don't agree with uh, 9-11, but uh, I do think we should remember history. So we definitely need to p- erect some statues to honor Osama bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's a good yeah. joke. Um well, and no, the best was the fucking the 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 Twitter, the right wing, the chud idiots that were posting like, you know, uh, j- just remember, no NFL players ran into the twin towers on nine eleven. Cops oh did. My God. And then they posted two pictures of firemen in the fucking in the and tweet. not even cops. It's like, uh, w- when was the last time the police scored a touchdown? Uh, I don't remember them doing that because that's not their fucking job, nor is it the job of an NFL player to go rescue people from a fucking building on fire. Like, where where the fuck is your head? The, the fucking. Let me ask you this: Where was Colin Kaepernick on nine eleven? Can you tell me that? Yeah, huh? seriously. Like, why why didn't Colin Kaepernick personally stop nine eleven from happening? Like, I mean, uh, oh, so what? He wasn't in, in, even in the FIP. You know, what he was like eight years old, probably like thirteen. Time? Yeah, no excuse. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, idiots. somebody else commented. Idiots. Um, some of those guys were pedophiles. So overall, I think Osama bin Laden stood his ground and did a good job. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, just you know. And again, this is not we're not saying we. It's just you know, it's funny to mock the fucking right wingers who, you know. And again, it, it's funny to mock them, but they've also used this as justification for their fucking rabid jingoism uh, and xenophobia for the last twenty fucking years now. And uh, you know, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm glad I was. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. These these guys that are apparently like they're at war with Black Lives Matter are now furious that the NFL has like finally like acknowledged that uh, racism exists, like yeah. the, the bare minimum. And literally, I don't have it in front of me. Like a guy fucking tweeted out in one of these insane threads saying, "America remembers 9/11." Apparently, the NFL has forgotten. Hashtag never forget. And it was like, what? <laughs> NFL is like the most corporate fucking jingoistic pro-America rah-rah bullshit organization in the country. And it's like apparently in their brains, Black Lives Matter is somehow like a threat to uh, remembering 9-11. Yep. Like we're, we're going to forget. Like uh, totally happy with how Black Lives Matter infiltrated and took over the NFL uh, to destroy to destroy <laughs> being able to celebrate 9-11. Like, talk about stolen valor. I know. I know. It's unreal. And again, I, I'm glad I was y- young on 9-11, so I still remember the, the aftermath, but I wasn't old enough to where, you know, every adult in this country lost their fucking mind, uh, you know, on, on September 12th going forward and was just caught up in this rabid wave of fucking disgusting you know, uh, complete unquestioning patriotism where everyone was buying those fucking American flags for their cars and, oh, you know, those they, fucking they, they ribbon were, magnets on their goddamn car. Uh, the I ribbon to magnets. Put a bullet in the head of every driver that had one of those. <laughs> and the fucking, things. and the fucking raid in the clear channel, like blocking all songs that were like not patriotic or not happy enough or like they blocked like imagine oh, yeah. because it was again, like imagine there's no country again, like john lennon they fucking banned the song imagine because it mentioned no religion and we can't have any of that can't have yeah. any atheism <laughs> right now it's time for onward christian soldier 
Never mind the yeah. fact that they 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 claim that the, that religion was the cause of nine eleven because there was these you know Muslim fundamentalists that blew up the tower because they hate our freedoms apparently. So yeah, gee, yeah. I, I I wonder if no religion would have helped that not happen. Um, in their so, estimation. Real quick, um, I, I I'm short on time, so I got to run here. But I yeah, I, yeah. you know, speaking of fanatics, uh, I, we have an audio clip. I really wanted you to yeah uh, yeah so play here uh, just to kind of transition to talking about covid here we're still uh you know responsible people are still recognizing that on top of wildfires and climate change and hurricanes that we are in the middle of a pandemic still uh, of a lethal virus and it's actually the worst it's ever been in the midwest they said uh it, you know just this week yeah in terms of yeah. the numbers so you would think that in a moment like that, you know, if, if we can all come together to, to bomb Iraq after 9-11, like, surely we could, at the bare, you know, bare minimum, come together to prevent ourselves from infecting each other with a lethal virus. Uh, but you would be wrong to think that, apparently. Yeah. Um, because currently from, there are people yeah. actively engaging in protesting, being asked <clears throat> to wear a mask to prevent the spread of a virus. Yeah, so this is a clip from a local news station, I believe in Utah. Um, I'm sure they'll say it. And uh, this this clip contains my favorite, I think my all-time favorite uh, local news crank, like like random interview on the street that, I, that I've ever seen. So let, I'll play this and we'll, we'll come back and talk about it. Now hundreds have gathered here in front of the Washington County Administration building calling for the end of a mask mandate, saying they are tired of not living their normal lives. A passionate call for action Friday morning in St. George. Several police officers on standby as many locals called concerns about coronavirus spikes overblown. The flu kills more than coronavirus. Others calling the virus a hoax or stating that asymptomatic carriers simply do not exist and they cannot be forced to wear masks anywhere as citizens of the United States. If we want to wear a mask, that's fine. We can take care of ourselves. Some rally attendees say they shouldn't ever wear masks if they have any medical issues or mental health concerns or if they feel they simply can't breathe. When George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe, and then he died, and now we're wearing a mask, and we say, I can't breathe, but we're being forced to wear it anyway. But many stated that they believe in all cases, masks jeopardize kids' health. Parents are demanding they have the right to decide what to do with their children. I'll tell you another reason I hate masks. Most child molesters love them. School administrators responding that they don't understand why crowds are protesting them based on a mandate given by the governor. They blocked off the uh, front entrance to the school building and we went out to ask them to move and they uh, attempted to storm the school building. The school board is implementing the governor's recent order that face shields alone are not enough. And if a parent is adamant that their child cannot wear a mask or a shield, they must fill out a form including a doctor's note so the district can review it. In St. George, Katie Kralis, ABC4 News. That was the dumbest I've ever heard America be. That was literally like the Mr. Show blow up the moon sketch. <laughs> We're going to blow up the moon, and I made a cake in the shape of the moon blowing up. Why are you blowing the moon up? I don't know. We're earth. We're earthlings. We shouldn't be. Yeah, we shouldn't be blowing up the moon. We're earthlings. Let's blow up earth things. Yeah, it, it's that is. Child molesters love them. Like, that they are. That couldn't... lady was my fucking favorite of the, all this idiots in this clip. It's just. And then the <sighs> fucking kid is like, 
I heard that the the virus was in a closet making out with another virus, and and I looked at them and they saw me watch it. Like it just fucking. As his idiot. dad probably he, stands behind him with a belt, like don't fucking fuck this up. You say it right. Say sir, the line right. The kid, that the fucking kid at the beginning. I heard that more people die of the flu than die of the uh, like. It's literally Ralphie from Simpsons. And then the, the fucking woman is like, well, George Floyd said he couldn't breathe, so that's weird. Oh, God, the same. that was the cringiest shit. And, and she can't even get her words out. She's like, well, the George Floyd did, said the thing, and, and now boo, boo, we can't breathe, so we're, we're actually, we're the real victims of racism because of the virus and the mask. Yeah. Uh, all these people... So let me put my, the, my, my knee on the back of your neck for, for eight minutes and see how see how if you still feel the same way about masks after that. Yeah. Like, like I, the fuck I, I fucking I wear the you know, I mean where you don't want to wear a mask, wear a fucking bandana. You look like a fucking stagecoach bandit, right? I I could I wear that out. shit when I'm riding a fucking bike and I'm not I, like I can breathe just fine. Exercising. Yeah. Like these lard asses can certainly fucking wear it when they're, you know, trudging in from their Ford F one fifty into Costco or Walmart to you yeah know, for walk half an hour for feet fucking... that they walk for the entire week. Uh, I wear it for nine hours straight at work, you know, other than like my half hour lunch break, basically, and I'm fucking fine. I've never once been like, oh, I can't breathe. I need to, you know. Every once in a while, you go outside and you get some fresh air. Like it's not it, these masks are designed to. You know, filter out particulates, but allow you to still breathe while wearing them. That's the whole fucking. That's the you whole know, fucking thing. Yeah, point you of can, them. the air moves. The problem isn't the air; it's the droplets of moisture in your fucking breath that have the virus on them, right? And if you don't understand, literally, I, I swear to God, the city's going fucking crazy right now. I was outside of a grocery store the other night, and there was I was I had to go back to the grocery store because I we forgot something. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a woman when we left the first time who was not being allowed in the store because apparently, uh, according to the employees, like she like comes in and like tries to shit on the floor or like <laughs> causes some kind of distress. <laughs> like, oh, she's been eighty six from the grocery store. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. When you're when you've been banned from a grocery store for like repeated awful behavior, whatever it is, like that's that's a problem. So when I came back, there was like ten cops there, like two cop cars, ten cops. They've got her, you know, in the car, but like by like white bystanders are like, you know, like, why do you arrest her? It's like, well, actually, there was a reason she got arrested because she was being belligerent and wouldn't leave the store and all this shit. Yeah, she has mental but illness issues. All probably. 10 cops did not have fucking masks on. And mm-hmm. when people were like, why aren't you wearing fucking masks? How can none of you be wearing masks? This one officer who was by far the most belligerent goes, I'll worry about my own health. Thank you. And people, this this like a white girl was like, you don't wear the mask for your own health. You wear it to, to for the other people's health. That's how it works. How do you not know that? How do you not know? Anyway, that? she's goes, dead now. <laughs> literally, the cop the cop replies to her, "It's not a law that I have to." Oh, good the fuck! God. You're good. Fucking, fucking they, God. they put to protect and serve on the side of your goddamn car, and you don't give a fuck about anyone. You don't give a shit about uh, protecting and serving anybody. You don't give a shit about infecting no, people with viruses. Not, yeah. You're just there to be a goddamn bully. They, they've actually, in, in all of the videos I've seen of all the protests, the the the. I would say 90% of the protesters are wearing masks or some kind of face covering. I'd say 90% of cops are not wearing masks. Like, it's a rare moment in one of those videos where you actually see a cop wearing a mask. And if it is, it'll be like a Blue Lives Matter fucking mask, you know, or like a thin blue line mask. It's it's just... 
Yeah. Or it's just a riot shield. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For for something that's not even a riot. Not even. Yeah, I'll I'll wear this to protect my eyes, but I'm going to let my fucking air go freely and, you know, infect all. Well, look, I mean, they're fucking bioterrorists anyway. They they fucking blast, you know, unarmed, innocent people in the face with fucking, you know, mace and pepper spray and fucking CS gas, which is internationally illegal because it's a fucking, you know, it's a fucking chemical weapon. Uh, and they blast people in the streets of America, their own citizens, with that constantly. So, obviously, they're going to continue their bioterrorism by infecting oh, as many people real, with COVID as possible. Before we get out of here, because yeah, yeah. I, I do got to run. Um, I, I don't know if you saw the takes from right-wingers that are claiming that, like, Antifa started all these wildfires uh, on the West Coast uh-huh, because, uh-huh. because of reasons. And it's like, yeah, the the one thing the left hates the most is nature and ecology and the environment. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> totally totally gonna yeah anyway Uh, i had some other stuff i wanted to cover as far as working families parties we're gonna have to table that for another time yeah we'll we'll, we'll bring it up uh, next week there's like a i gotta eat at that there's a protest i have to get to downtown but within like an hour so i gotta put the kibosh on it but uh like follow subscribe yeah yeah uh soundcloud.com slash move left um uh, facebook.com slash move left idiots we have a patreon at patreon.com slash move left merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod uh, pod pod uh, we will be returning uh, in October uh, with our Mandalorian coverage uh, that just came out the trailer for that just came out so pretty jazzed about that and yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that next cool. week I don't know if we'll uh, do every single episode, but like last we'll, time... We'll do we, some kind we, of something. We bundled a few episodes and, and did single reviews for, for other ones, so... Yeah, we'll, we'll do goes. some sort of coverage. We'll figure it out. And, yeah, um, yeah uh, I'm on Twitter at move underscore left. I'm also on Twitter at uh, bike slutty, and we also have our dedicated Twitter account for the show at uh, move... Is it just left move pod. left pod? Yeah. Yep, move yeah. left pod on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I administer it. I don't fucking know what fucking <laughs> So, uh, yeah, take care. Hold tight this year, I think, may end eventually. Um, Doesn't seem like hope it. alive. <laughs> I don't fucking know. One day. Just, I, I mean, if any, you know, call your mother. Just call your mother. <laughs> Say hi to your mom. Wherever, whatever you're doing, just give your mom a call today. Yep. Yep. And we'll see you next week.
to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Oh! Hey!